eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello, and welcome to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Kristen Cheer. Just give me your social security, too. <laughs> Shelby's in a good mood. I'm Jason Cheer. Let's just cut to the point here. Shelby, tell them why you're in such a good mood. Brag. Brag. Okay, I don't want to brag. Okay, it's not official, but I... Oh, are you late, allowed to tell them? Late today, oh. I received a call from the, the Arizona Parks and Rec Association saying that an award submittal that I submitted for the town of Marana, um, it, it won. So I, I won. So I, I literally can say that I have an award-winning event for the town of Marana. And that event is held when, Shelby? That event that won was Founders Day, which is Marana's birthday, and it happens every year on the third Saturday of March. There will be a Founders Day this coming year in 2023. And what did they find? No, okay. No, I think we're good. <laughs> so yes, I'm so a little bit a happy. Little, she's a little giddy. It's kind of cool, but... We did it. She yay. said, quote, I couldn't have done this without the help of my loving husband. Yes. I actually wrote that in, in the submission. I'm sure that really helped a lot, for Man, sure. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you, honey, for allowing the braggy time. But that's not why we're here. We are here for football. Football, because Arizona's playing San Diego State on Saturday. And we are here to do the defensive preview, San Diego State's defensive preview as uh, the companion to the offensive preview we did last night we are not doing a special teams preview no we're, tomorrow we're going to do uh, a prediction i just yeah. said special teams preview and the dog bark they're pretty pumped about that uh, there's a really strong chance we're not getting through this podcast without like a full-on like dog brawl dog brawl they're they're pretty feisty tonight so that hey, should man. be fun this is what happens it's game week as you get closer to saturday yeah who let the dogs out so it looks like we have six questions again this evening. Lucky number six. That's not really my lucky number. But yeah, your lucky number is Cinco. Yes, I love the number five and 23. Anyway, we will start with number one. We talked about San Diego State's offense last night, and there's some questions there. But it's safe to say that this team is built on its defense, correct? Yes. All right, next question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is very, very clear that the strength of San Diego State will be its defense this season. Like, I don't, I, the coaches would say it, anyone that knows the team will say it. They have seven starters that are returning from a defense 
that ranked third in rushing yards allowed per game, 12th in total defense, 14th pass efficiency, 17th in scoring defense. Um, Kurt Maddox, by now, third-year experienced guy. They run a 3-3-5. They are a defensive team. Um, you know, the question on offense that we talked about was how they were going to replace all the starters and players that they lost. Defense, it is much less of a question. It'll be one of the, on paper, it'll be one of the better defenses that Arizona faces all season. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Question number two, what stands out for you on the defensive line in terms of personnel? So their, uh, their defensive line is very good. It is the strength of their defense. Um, they have senior defensive end Keyshawn Banks, fifth season. You know, I, I tried to get out of college. I mean, I enjoyed it. I went to college for four years. San Diego State is like a seventh-year quarterback. It's like BYU out here. They're like raising families. Yeah, it's like BYU. Uh, but Keyshawn Banks earned All-Mountain West honors three times. 2019 and 2021 second team, 2020 honorable mention. He uh, he is good, so to speak, right? And and he's a guy that uh, Arizona is going to have to watch out for. I mean, it's, it's really, it, it's that simple. Uh, you know, he comes off the edge. Um, you know, they, they really, you know, he's, he's not, you don't look at him and kind of say, you know, holy crap, he, he's 6'4", 255. So he, he's more of a speed guy when you compare him to their other defensive end, which we'll get to in a second. But it's kind of like a power guy and a speed guy. He is basically like a Hunter Eccles type in that way where he's going to try to beat you off the edge with his speed and his experience. Um, but the other guy that really makes that whole defensive line go is uh, is defensive tackle Jonah Tavai, six foot two ninety senior. So again, oh. like yeah, I know Brody. Oh, there's Brody. So low to the ground, but uh, monster. I mean, there's some people that had him first team All American. He had forty seven tackles last year, and ridiculous numbers. Shelby, fourteen starts, had fourteen tackles for loss, eight and a half sacks, eleven quarterback hurries. Um, he was second in the conference in quarterback pressures. He and Harris tied for fifth and hits. He is going to get to the quarterback. He is a massive, massive challenge for Arizona's offensive line. And, you know, he, he's going to hit Jaden Delora. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Uh, the question is how consistently is he going to hit him and, uh, and how hard is he going to hit him? But, He's the guy where you take a look on, on the defensive line. Like, it's not just a San Diego State thing. He is legitimately good. And then, of course, as, you know, we all expect, they added his brother, Justice Tavai, who is going to start also on the defensive line. Uh, he was at Hawaii for the last four seasons, played in 25 games in four years, 19 starts, uh, 72 tackles in his career. He had 34 tackles last year, 12 starts. A sack, three hurries, you know, a couple fumble recoveries. So a solid player, not as good as Jonah, uh, but a solid player. And that's that's the three linemen. So they have a nice mixture. They have some depth there. Um, you know, two of the three guys are returning. Justice Tavai is new. But then they have other guys like Nasir Sims, uh, Daniel Okpoko, other players that were on the team last year uh, in return. They got some new faces, but... Three, three, five. They're going to rotate guys, but Jonah Tavai, Justice Tavai, Keyshawn Banks. I mean, you can make an argument; those are three of the better players, uh, one of the better defensive lines that Arizona's going to see all season. Hmm, that's that sounds not great. Yeah, this is like the opposite of last I was night. Say, that sounds not great. Like for this Arizona. defense, this defense is good. 
it, it's good. That's that's it. Good. I mean, it's good that Arizona's going to learn something. I just hope that it doesn't hurt Jaden Delora in the game. But, all right, same question with the secondary. Is there a player that Arizona is going to basically need to know of the entire game? Yeah, so uh, Patrick McMorris is a badass. Okay. Their safety is good. First team, All-Mountain West last year, led the team with 90 tackles, four picks, nine pass breakups, recovered a fumble or two. They'll blitz them once in a while. Uh, experienced, you know, they're they're an older team. Again, you know, not a huge guy. They, he's the, the Aztec position. Uh, but he's a, a safety, and, and basically, yeah, I mean, he is the, the main guy in the secondary. And the thing is, when you take a look at the secondary they actually don't have a ton of experience there. Dallas Branch gets the start. Uh, he's not new, but, you know, he's he's a senior, but, you know, he, he's had his moments. Noah Avenger is a sophomore. He actually started early in the season and kind of lost that spot. And then you'll like his name, C.J. Baskerville. Ooh. Yeah, he gets the start at Bounty Warrior. So when you take a look at the secondary, um, you know, they really only have – they have three guys that are returning starters – but then they, it, it's weird because, again, it's a 3-3-5, right? So they have five DBs. So their field cornerback is not a returning starter. The returning starter, Noah Tumble, is actually second uh, on the depth chart. Then they have uh, Sedarius Barfield, returning starter. McMorris, who I just said, returning starter. And then two guys that didn't start. So there's experience. Um, but, you know, it's not that they started and played a ton of games. But the secondary is decent. Not that big and athletic, like there's decent size there, but uh, Arizona actually overall has a, a bigger secondary. All right. Um, the Aztecs have Caden McDonald as a linebacker. I know that you're really high on him, but just how good is he? Badass. Just, <laughs> uh, everyone's a badass. Uh, he, multiple All-Mountain West first teams, uh, you know, second Straight year, he was all Mountain West first team uh, last year. He is really good, and, and he's the key. He's one of those old dudes, 6'3", 235. Um, you know, they San Diego State lost Cameron Thomas to the NFL, and Cameron Thomas was the anchor of that defense, and then McDonald's going to kind of step in, and uh, naturally, Shelby, again, it is a theme on the defense. Brody, if you can hear is uh, no it's actually bianca and cora right that's girl fight uh very exciting is that he also added his brother to the roster cooper mcdonald wow so don't get caden and cooper confused i will not caden i just did it i just got him confused cooper was at UW, um and he he was decent played in 16 games started 10 times uh played all 12 games in 2021 25 tackles played a few games with freshmen uh, he's good. I mean, he's he's starting with Caden. He's big. He's athletic. Caden is the better linebacker. I mean, Caden's put up some numbers that are just ridiculous, and, and he's a, a pass rusher type of guy. Uh, he can start at the Sam. He can start at the Mike. He started 31 straight games. Uh, this is Caden, and so he's really good. I mean, he's one of the best defensive players in the country. He's probably the best player on San Diego State. Um, so he's a guy where, you know, overall, yeah, he's good. San Diego State Stevens is good, Shell. I know you're giving me a look. I'm not. I'm trusting the words you're saying. I'm just you know, a little annoyed that they're good, but all right. Um, number five, the best number. 
Uh, stopping the run is the key to pretty much everything. Key How important is it to SDSU's success? throw some numbers at you, Shelby. Please do. This is how good our San Diego State's run defense. Now, let's keep in mind here. That was last year's That was defense. A, last year. And B, it's not like they're going against the best competition in the world. Right? They're in a... What are you yeah. saying right yeah, now? Yeah, I'm shooting this on the Mountain blasphemy. West. blasphemy. No one wants Mountain West teams. The Mountain I said it. West is the best. Um, so, last season, 413 rushing attempts against San Diego State. Only five of them went longer than 20 yards. Hmm. So five out of 413 went longer than 20 yards, which is crazy. Third in rushing yards per game. They only allowed 80 rushing yards in the, uh, per game. They were tied for third in rushing touchdowns allowed with seven and six in rushing yards per attempt, 2.7. I'm going to keep going. You'll like this. The Essex held six straight opponents to less than 100 yards rushing uh, before allowing 117 to San Jose State in October. So they all their opponents until the middle of October were under 100 rushing yards as a team. It was the longest streak in the country at the time. Uh, San Diego State's opponents only had 71 rushing first downs last season, only seven touchdowns, and the first one, again, like I said, came in October. So they went 171 rushing attempts without allowing a touchdown to start the season. I think you know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. So it is their bread and butter. There is no way, there is no feasible way I'm going feasible, Shelby. If San Diego State allows Arizona to run the ball effectively, San Diego State is getting blown out. Mm-hmm. It is, and, and, and I'll say the same thing, and I don't know if they'll get blown out, but Arizona's going to look to stop the run against San Diego State too. That's what we're going. If you ask me the keys to the game, it's which team is going to do better at stopping the run. Now, Arizona probably has a better passing game than San Diego State. I feel confident in saying that. But... San Diego State has no chance of winning this game if Arizona is running the ball. And Brendan Carroll kind of insinuated it. I don't know if it was an accident or what. But he goes, I think we're going to run the ball, be able to run the ball at some point this season. Hopefully it'll be this weekend. Hmm. Because San Diego State, he knows, has a good run. And they're not going to try to just run the ball for the sake of running the ball. If San Diego State, if Arizona goes 10, 15 carries in the game and San Diego State's stopping it, Jane and Dolores throwing the ball 60 times, and that's how they're going to win. They're, they're confident that they are able uh, to do that. You know, they've held 18 of the last 28 opponents to 17 points or less. That's a hell of a stat. But again, yeah, competition matters. Like, when you take a look at, at San Diego State's football schedule, and, and again, I'm not, you know, I, it, it feels like I'm making Arizona's offense to be world beater. We really don't know a ton about the offense until it hits the field. But I'm not saying that what San Diego State hasn't done or has done isn't impressive. But, you know, New Mexico State, Towson, New Mexico, San Jose State, Air Force, Fresno, Hawaii, Nevada, UNLV, Boise State, Utah State, where they got annihilated. I think they had COVID issues. And then UTSA. Uh, they beat Utah last season in, in triple overtime. But that was a game where they were still playing Charlie Brewer, and it was kind of too late. But they stopped Utah's run. Uh, but Tavian Thomas in that game was hurt, too. So it's kind of, you know, Tavian Thomas wound up being one of the best running backs in the country. So San Diego State's defense is good. Is it the best defense that Arizona will face all season? No, I don't, I don't think so. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There's definitely a path to winning for Arizona. Yeah. There is a path. Yeah. We'll get there. Let's get there right now. Okay. Last question. Number six. If Arizona is able to score more points than expected, what is the likely reason? So right now in Vegas, the over-under is 46. So, and the spread is six. So basically, they think that Arizona is going to lose, you know, 27-21 or 26-20, whatever. Um, so basically, I think Arizona is really only going to score 20 points, which I feel like would be a record for them after last year. Be, <laughs> we'll take it. It's like 20 points. But, um, and I'm double-checking to make sure that, you know, that has not changed because we're we're gambling heavy on this podcast. Shelby, how much money did you put down on the game tomorrow? 25 cents. Yes, 20, and I said tomorrow. But, um, yeah, so you take a look at the game lines, and basically, I don't have it. Game props. Yeah, I don't have it. So, there's no more. Unacceptable Caesars Palace. Uh, <laughs> but, basically, I think I accidentally just bet $4,000, Shelby. So, uh, <laughs> I'm just mean, letting you spiral out of control here. I just got the mortgage back, so in Arizona, I backed the A. So basically, the likely reason, as we just outlined, is running the ball. But to me, the most likely reason is that Arizona, like we have said, has major, major weapons at wide receiver. And I actually think the key to scoring more points than expected is, like, if you remember last year's game, San Diego State and pretty much every team Arizona played had absolutely no respect for Arizona's passing game. They put everyone on the box because they knew Arizona wasn't throwing the ball effectively and it wasn't throwing the ball downfield. Like if I was Jed Fish, my first play would be a vertical route 60 yards down the field and I don't care what happens to it just so I can let San Diego State know, hey, we're throwing. We have a quarterback that can actually throw this far now. This isn't last year. Um, but. I think the key is, like, Arizona is going to – eventually, in my opinion, Arizona is going to be forced to throw the ball probably more than it wants. I mean, in an ideal world, it establishes the run and controls the clock and all that crap. But I think Arizona eventually is going to throw more. And I, I think that the biggest thing, the likely reason Arizona is, if you're taking a look at San Diego State's defensive strengths, it's not at cornerback. It's on that defensive line. So the likely reason would be that – they aren't able to match up with the size of T-Mac or the speed of Cowing. Arizona has a lot of depth at wide receiver. And so Jaden Delora is probably like, Jaden Delora, in my opinion, can't play bad and expect Arizona to win. I think, and he doesn't have to throw for 400 yards, but he has to have a solid game. He has to be accurate. Right. If he's, you know, completing 50% of his passes and he's struggling, it's not, it's not happening. Arizona got blown out again. But I think Jaden Delora has to be on point, And I think the biggest reason... A, is they've somehow established the run, and B, I just don't think San Diego State at the end of the day has the athletes that Arizona does on offense now, which sounds silly, but again, I'm telling y'all, especially if you're not Arizona fans, the offense is different. Forget everything you know about what San Diego State and other teams did to Arizona's offense last season. It is irrelevant. Done. Also, there's tight ends. 
Yes. There's several. Yeah. Apparently someone listens to this podcast. Yeah, shout out to Terry McLaughlin for liking That's right. Shelby likes that. Shelby likes a good tight end. I do. I, right. I like trickery. Uh, I'm all for tight ends. And uh, I oh. basically want Jaden DeLore to throw the ball a whole bunch and get touchdowns. We didn't talk about the heat, Shelby. Oh my gosh. It's going to be so hot. I will say this. It is going to be humid. Yeah. It's an outdoor press box, so we'll see what I look like. I hope my hair doesn't like get all wavy yeah. weird. We're gonna look. It, it's gonna wind up like Arizona wins, and they're gonna like somehow we're gonna get on camera on CBS after the game, and <laughs> I'm gonna sweating. be hot and sweaty. You're gonna be frizzy. People are gonna think we got shit faced during the game. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. I might be sunburned like a lobster. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know how it works. It worked. Um, like you're outdoors, but there's an overhang, so right. you're cool. Not only did I have a good day at work. I came home to start to make dinner, and Jason showed me my brand new shiny press pass. Yeah, Shelby's very official. I am an official member. Also, of shout the out press. to the San Diego State SID department. Oh yes, for calling me John Shear on my press pass. Yeah. So it's possible that I don't get in, and Shelby covers. I'm the, the game. only person from Wildcat Authority that will be in the stadium. Yeah, and I'm watching it in a hotel room. Yeah, so, we're, we're not sure how his name got changed from Jason and John. It's not Arizona's fault. I know that. Also, shout out. I'm giving shout outs for mistakes to the Arizona Parking and Transportation Services right? for giving me my like fourth ticket in the last two months, even though I have a pass clearly on my windshield. Yeah. And then he always has to go and they dismiss it. They'll they never may... take me alive, Shelby. I don't but care. But they just, uh, they don't care. No, I'm a thug. They'll never take me alive. They're just ticket-writing machines. Shout-out also. We're giving shout-outs. I'm just going to keep going. To okay. Henry Vesar, who, Ooh. when asked what music he listens to, said J. Cole and A. Boogie with a hoodie. <laughs> so if you're listening, J. Cole, or A. Boogie with a hoodie, you're big in Estonia. You're mm. big. Yep. yep. That, that makes sense. That tracks. Yeah. Woo. All right. That's a lot of shout-outs. Are you okay? Also shout-out to... No, I don't I got nothing. Uh, today was a busy day, Shelby. Why was it a busy day? I was awoken. I was awoken by news that the Big 12 opened up. I don't want to call it a negotiating window to make people mad, but let me explain what's happening here. So it's not an exclusive window. It's just saying that ESPN and Fox are going to come to the table, and basically what's happening is they're going to give numbers. And if the numbers look good and they're willing to work with them, they'll open up the window and get a deal done. If there's more negotiation, they'll they'll waive it, and you know the window is still going to remain in 2024. So it's possible they open up the window and get it done before then. They could announce next week the exclusive window is open, but they're playing it really smart by basically here's how this is going to happen. They're going to get numbers. Shoot, it could happen as soon as next week. I don't. I think it'll take a little longer, but the meetings will probably start after Labor Day. They're going to get numbers. The Big 12 is going. To the Pac-12 already has numbers. The Big 12 is going to take those numbers, see if they're higher than the Pac-12s, and if they are, they're going to get super aggressive. Like I heard tonight that if they're able to get a certain point, they're actually going to ask networks for help in possibly getting Washington and Oregon to the Big 12 if the Big 10 stuff falls through. The Big and I don't think that's going to happen, but the Big 12's goal is very clearly world domination to end the Pac-12. I love it. And so they're going to go to the four corners, et cetera, and say, look, if you join the Big 12, these are the numbers. And they're not just coming from me or random dudes on Twitter. They're coming from the networks. We're ready to go now. And what's going to happen is the thought process is the possibility of the Big 12 getting more money is saying, 
look, we'll release Texas and Oklahoma to go to the SEC. You scratch my back and, uh, and I'll scratch yours type of deal. So there's a lot of moving parts right now and it's going to get super interesting. And then you got to take in mind, okay, they could vote as soon as Friday. If not, they're headed in that direction to vote on expanding the playoffs. The reason you expand the playoffs is for money. So what happens when the Big 12 and other conferences, the Big 10, get more money as a windfall from the college football playoff? Where do they put that money? Brett McMurphy reported today that the Washington has met with the Big 10. Oregon has met with the Big 10. It is super preliminary. It is part one of a 20-part process. But if you're Oregon and Washington and you're meeting with the Big Ten and you don't have an answer yet, you're not signing with the Pac-12. And that is probably a good reason why the Big 12 opened up the window and said, well, we know they're not signing. Let's see what we can get done. So it is much more of a shit show than it was yesterday. I mean, it is. I love that the Big 12 is playing this game of risk, kind of like the way that I play risk, where it's like, Winner take all, total domination. I played Risk once in my entire life, and I was like, oh, Shelby will teach me how to play Risk, and instead she beat me in literally like six minutes, and I was like, nope, never playing with you again. It's just like so satisfying to just like crush people's souls in your hands. It's like marriage. No. Oh. That, in, that, <laughs> in that way, we lift each other up, honey. No. Anyway, Big 12 power move. Love it. What's that song? You Lift Me Up? Who sings that? Josh Groban. Yeah. That's us, hon. Oh, yeah. That's our the soundtrack of our lives. Yeah. Anyway. I so, thought it was Bear Down. But, right. You know. Back to EA and all that. So, yeah. it's it's Now, what's going to happen is George Kalakoff is going sorry, to... Uh, George Kalakoff <laughs> is going to move <laughs> as fast as he possibly can to try to get a deal done. The longer this goes without a deal... The worse it looks for him and the worse it gets for the conference. The problem is, again, it's the same problem that it's always been, is getting Washington and Oregon to sign and get in a five-year deal. Now, maybe a a network says, hey, sign with the Pac-12 for five years. When you're done, we'll get you in the Big Ten. That's very possible. And then we do this whole thing again in five years. It's possible that the Big 12 basically signs a smaller five-year extension of the current deal with a little bit of a bump and then tries to bring in other schools and say, we bring in those schools, we'll renegotiate. When your contract is done, all that. There are a ton of moving parts. Um, It is probably not as, I mean, it's not good for the Pac-12. John Canzano is probably going to write an article about how it is good for the Pac-12. I look forward to reading it. Um, But, yeah, there's just a... uh, 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 uh. Wow, that was some some shade. Um, there's a lot of movement going on right now, and there's also college football on Thursday night. I know, so, there's a lot going on. Uh, I don't think that the dropping of the news today was any type of mistake. I am a full believer in you drop this news today, McMurphy drops his news today, the college football playoff expanding drops today. These are not coincidences. Like, they are meant to drop today, but... You know, there's some good football. The backyard brawl. Shelby, who do you have? West Virginia or Pittsburgh? Oh, uh, Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh, good. Keaton Slovis, former USC quarterback at a pep rally, got on the mic and said, F, whatever school they're playing. Nice. I mean, that USC education comes in handy. Wow. What else is tomorrow? That's it. I think that's the only good game. Oh, there's a really good game. Penn State, Purdue. 
also good. There's some good games, Shelby. My, is that the, the dog snoring? ASU is favored by 27 over NAU. Poor NAU. All I've ever wanted was NAU to win that game. But yeah. there's a lot of games. There's good games on Friday night. There's just good games. College football's here, Shelby. I'm so excited. College I'm football. Slightly, not that I'm annoyed that we're going to San Diego. There is a part of me that wishes we were just like staying home and like chilling and watching all this college football. Yes. But yes. every once in a while, you got to travel. Yeah. We got to do it. Correct. I had, I also, you're going to be surprised when I say this, but um, I kind of miss talking about U of A basketball. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to do some basketball stuff next week. Okay. I may have just made that up, but we'll try to. <laughs> um, Henry Vesar, impressive dude. Let's just, let me mention it right now. Henry Vesar, impressive dude. Very broad shoulders. Really? Like super, like he has the. Could he have been a swimmer in another life? He, I don't know, Shelby. I can't swim. He has the frame to put on a considerable amount of weight. Um, and he he's a big kid. Nice, well-spoken kid. Uh, he's going to be good. Yeah. Great. All right. Uh, 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 um. oh, oh, here we go. With that being said, thank you all for joining us. I, I heard there was um, some people that were waiting for this podcast to get recorded when you were on another show today. Shout out, Mike Luke. Oh, since we're doing it. So at approximately this time, by the time you listen to this, uh, Friday midnight. I was, it's, it's Friday midnight, so when Thursday turns to Friday. There we go. So 12.01 a.m. on right. Friday. Um, we are doing a deal for 75% off to celebrate college football. It is an absolutely ridiculous deal. The only other time we do it is Cyber Friday. Um, is it Cyber Friday or Cyber Monday? It's Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday. That's the it's only Black Friday, right? And then Cyber Monday. It's the only other time we do this deal. And the cool thing is, if you're listening to this and you're not signed up, if you sign up to Wildcat Authority, you do the VIP, seventy-five percent off. You can actually read every message board on the entire network. I mean, sometimes that's worth it when you want to watch angry opposing fans or read yeah, what they're saying. Yeah, like I was on the San Diego State podcast and he was telling me how he has a membership and. His favorite thing to do is on a Saturday night, and I do this also, you go to all the losing teams' message boards. It's the best. Especially, like, SEC schools. And oh, it's man. like, we're dead. The season's over. Kill everyone. Fire him. Especially after the first game. Yeah, like, the, 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 <laughs> the Nebraska website, 24-7 after that loss, was fantastic. That was a fun game, actually. Yeah. I mean, just watching Nebraska lose, that was... Wow. You know. Because nothing good ever came from Crete, Nebraska, right, Shelby? Mm. Anyway. <clears throat> With that being said, bear down. Back the A. Back the A. Shout out, Marina. Bear down. Look, we're very modest. Shelby, can you just list all the awards you've ever won in your life? Are you serious? No, I won... Uh, oh, I don't think I ever won an award. Did you win a spelling bee? I won cutest Arizona reporter.